everybody, it's Payday, and you're listening to The Payday Podcast with your host, Samantha Mantra, me. Today's podcast is all about food, specifically the cost of food, and how the heck are we supposed to afford that with this week's check? Before I get into it, I just want to say it's so good to be back. Season one and season two of the Payday Podcast are now 100% completely scripted, and you can expect your semi-monthly Payday Podcast every time the direct deposit hits on the 15th and the last day of the month, and I'm so excited for it. That's why I've been away, y'all. I've been scripting. So on to the topic at hand, food, groceries. It is literally one of the three basic survival needs, food, water, and shelter. And I'm sure you've noticed the country is metaphorically and literally on fire, and there's a lot of urgent topics to discuss. So for this episode, I wanted to bring it back to basics. How do we make sure that you can afford food as food costs rise? We are not post-pandemic, and you can see that really clearly in our global trade routes. The pandemic has affected us most clearly in the absolutely enormous sectors of public health and global economy. And what that means for you, dear listener, is you can expect the price of food to continue going up. I started to really realize how bad this was going to be in early February with the Lempert Report, reading reporting from Market Watch in May, looking at Forbes in June, and now the Wall Street Journal, just a couple hours uh, prior to the recording of this podcast, has basically confirmed that we're looking at the highest inflation in a decade for consumer food costs. And that we can expect costs to be over 5% versus what they were in 2020, year over year. And when I sat with just that simple information, I was pretty annoyed. Because what you need to know, dear listener, is the experts in these industries, the food, supply chain, logistics, labor shortages, cough, cough, because they weren't paying people enough to do the work in the first place, Um. That's not solvable for you. That's a supply chain. That's a labor issue. That's not solvable for you when you get your check. And the experts expect the increased costs to continue for another 12 to 18 months. It's, it's, it's July 2021, people. And having lived through the last year and a half, that's not the kind of information that I was thrilled about. But once I took a good deep breath and collected myself... There are things that we can do to manage that actively because it requires active management since the cost isn't going down. And it starts with pulling back and shopping a lot more intentionally. Maybe like how your maybe your grandma or your mom used to shop. Start with a grocery list because there are in general four ways that people shop for food. One, by recipe. Two, I'm going to swing by, pick up something real quick. Three, with a list, and four in bulk. So let's talk about those one at a time. Buy recipe is absolutely the worst way to shop in terms of your finances because you can't afford to pick up a little thing of vanilla extract and then a little thing of cardamom and then a little thing of this. There's no way for you to control and budget for those expenses if you keep looking up new recipes every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. The I'm going to swing by and pick something up real quick is the second worst way to shop for groceries. And that's because you can't budget for that. You go in for potatoes, you come out with potatoes, milk, barbecue chips, some sausages you saw that you liked that weren't in stock last week. 
It's going to vary like crazy. Three, with a list is the best way to shop because you know you got everything you came for, even if you're walking out with a little bit extra. I am a personal financial consultant who deals in the realm of reality. It is highly unlikely that most folks are going to be able to stick within their food budget because food is a variable cost. And treating food like a variable cost is necessary in order to figure out how much you're going to spend on it. Because whether it's Christmas or a birthday or a holiday, Eid or Easter, Rosh Hashanah or Chinese New Year, food costs are going to change. But how much are they going to change by? Are they going to jump up by two, three, four, five hundred dollars? Or are they going to be like plus minus consistently a hundred bucks every month? And that variation can't happen if you don't know what you're buying, which is the whole purpose of a list. Now, I want to talk about the fourth way that most people shop, which is in bulk. And when I say in bulk, I'm talking about big box stores, your Costco's, your BJ's. I'm not talking about Amazon orders. I'm talking about picking up a purchase that is a 50 plus container of X, that is a 50 pound bag of flour. Bulk is the best way to shop if you can afford to, have the space to store it, and can stick to a list 90% of the time. But it comes with one key caveat. A lot of folks buy in bulk because it's a deal. However, if you're buying food that spoils, frequently you lose money on the deal because the food spoils. If you bought, I don't know, one time I bought two pounds of a specific vegetable because it was such a great deal and I lost half of it because it spoiled, I couldn't eat it quickly enough. The people who I would have served vegetables to, they were on vacation. They weren't at home. It's important to be honest with yourself when you're buying food. A lot of folks shop aspirationally. Are you really going to eat that? Because at the end of the day, you work for your dollars. And when you have a lot of food spoilage consistently, what you're doing is you're throwing out dollars and hours that you worked at your job that you may or may not like. So designate grocery days. Stop shopping every other day. Stop running to the store once a week to just pick up something. You shop on X day, whether that's a Friday, a Wednesday, a Saturday, whether that's every week and a half, pick a day and stick to it. And until then, it's your job to be, I have food at home. I have food at home and I'm going to make something with what I have in the house. You work for your dollars, so let's make sure that buying food isn't a source of stress for you. Let's make your life easier. Speaking of ways to make your life easier, if you're getting ready to start a podcast and you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the easiest way to get started. It's free. Anchor distributes your podcast for you across multiple platforms, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Their app allows you to edit straight from your phone or computer, and there's no minimum listenership to start earning revenue. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The next way we can really manage your food costs, folks, delete the apps from your phone. I know you know which ones I'm talking about. Uber Eats, Grubhub, Seamless, Postmates, DoorDash, and whatever other permutation of a food app. Between the service fees, the tips, and the taxes, you can save a lot of cash just by calling the restaurant and paying in cash. 
I've seen many restaurants offer 5 to 10% cash discount because not using a credit card at the restaurant saves the restaurant merchant fees. So if there is a one specific neighborhood spot that you just can't stay away from, the best tamales, the best whatever, give yourself a little cash budget for that spot and pick up the phone and call them. Now, you might say, me and the stove, we are not friends. I don't feel like I can cook. I don't feel like I'm a good cook. If you and your stove really do be getting into fights, then look into subscription meals. Subscription meals are a far better option than consistently using Uber Eats or Grubhub or Seamless. And if you think you can't afford those subscription meal boxes, the HelloFresh, the Blue Aprons of the World, Daily Harvest, or whatever else you're looking at, I challenge you to look at your credit card or your debit statement, your bank account statement, and add up every single food order purchase, takeout purchase that you did in the last month and compare that to whatever the cost is for the service you're looking at. Chances are it's going to either equal or exceed what you would be spending on a subscription meal. And again, food is just one of those categories that is almost impossible to make into a fixed cost. It's usually, it's almost always going to be a range. So I don't want you to feel bad. What I want you to do is to have some control over how high your range jumps. If, for example, you are a healthy adult man, woman, or gentleman, your food budget in groceries is somewhere in the realm of between two or four hundred dollars. If it's exceeding that, why? What's happening? Do we have dietary restrictions? What are we buying? Why are we buying it? Are we keeping everything that we buy? Or is a lot of it getting thrown away due to food spoilage? The goal is to lessen those jumps in the range of your spend, not try to make it completely fixed. And as you pay more attention to what you're spending, you'll get better at this. Next method, meal planning is really useful, but I personally don't like it. So this is just going to be a very simple reco. Make sure that you categorize your list. That means what's in your cart when you check out. My tips, when I exit a store, I make sure I have picked up protein, shrimp, chicken, eggs, greens, vegetables, broccoli, fruits, starches, potato, pasta, rice, and non-perishables, coffee, flour, and one snack for myself. Why? Because that way I know I have everything I need to make a balanced meal for the next one, two, three weeks. By the way, the highest cost items that are going to continue to go up are going to be meat and dairy, which means that having a vegetarian day once a week is now literally a cost-saving measure. Next way to manage your costs, with the disruption in the supply chains, I have found for the first time in my life, I can afford the farmer's market. Local farmer's markets for cheese, greens, and breads might save you a couple hundred dollars over the next few months. Because the best guess from experts, again, is that the increased food prices aren't going away for the next 12 to 18 months. And when I saw that my local farmer's market was officially less expensive for me than Seatown, it clinched it. So shop around, source. There's usually a couple of grocery stores within five miles of you. Figure it out. Just take a couple moments and look for it. And I also want to just say, 
Couponing is not going to get you through this. In fact, many grocery store chains have cut coupons, deals, and sales specifically to make back money due to aforementioned supply chain disruption and labor costs. This is going to have to be something you actively manage and you just keep an eye on who is giving you what price and what quality product. Really important tip, you have to balance your fridge and your pantry. My personal rule of thumb is to make sure that 70% of the food I buy lasts longer than two weeks and 30% of the food I buy, which would be my fresh food, lasts less than two weeks. This has gone a long way to eliminating food spoilage in my fridge. And if, for example, you're like, I don't know, I don't know how much food I need, but I always seem to end up throwing away something and I feel bad about it. Why don't you try buying vegetables for a week? instead of two weeks, so you could see how much you actually eat. Food is just a category of shopping where people shop aspirationally, and it shows up in the food we throw out because they never ate it, forgot about it in the back of the fridge. Last tip, and this is for those who can afford it, storage. Expand the pantry. Take an old bookshelf and make it into an open shelf pantry. If you have a big family, get a deep freezer. You could stretch food for months at a time. When my family buys bread in bulk, we freeze it. We take the bread out even if it's been in the freezer for two weeks and we have zero problems with mold, especially in this heat wave. Last word I want to say on that. Do not be ashamed. If you need to go to a pantry, if you need to rely on your community, that is okay. No one is coming out of this unscathed. And no matter where you are at financially, everyone deserves good and healthy meals. And so for those who are really on a strict food budget, I just want to end talking about the simplest of recipes, aka you're on ramen noodles. You have to shop for foods that stretch. What stretches? starch stretches. Eggs will stretch. So your rice, your potatoes, your eggs. You can pick vegetables that have a really, really long shelf life and just stretch it out. You can work on growing your own plants for seasoning, which basil, thyme, peppers, super simple ways. And you could do it with cuttings. Don't be afraid to just ask your friend, hey, can I have a cutting of X plant? If you are not inclined to cook for yourself, what are the ways that you will eat? If you're on that strict of a budget, look for recipes that have less than 10 ingredients, where it's basically seasoning, starch, vegetable, protein. Rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, and it'll allow you to actually do different variations of the same dish so it doesn't taste the same every single day, which is why I hate meal planning personally. And look in your community for folks who have excess. Like I said, a lot of people who buy in bulk, they have extra. And so for a long time, I tagged along on Costco trips because I didn't have money for a Costco membership and it made perfect sense for me to go with that person. That's okay. You do what you have to do. And don't forget your preserved food. Oatmeal, Quaker oats, protein bars, protein drinks, stuff that is not going to expire in the next six months. That would be a great bulk purchase that you will be able to say, oh, okay, I do have something to make sure my stomach is full. I do have ways that I can make sure I am well nourished, even as I'm continuing to deal with the cost of fresh food or food in the grocery store. Shop seasonally. 
find your local farmer's cooperative that will maybe deliver misshapen fruit or misshapen vegetables to you. It means being on a budget with food means that you shop more creatively. And that means that your food shopping can be more time intensive. And I recognize that for a lot of folks, that's just exhausting. And you want to just hit the Uber Eats app and be like, give me a pizza or a Thai food or whatever it is that is your comfort food. But this is for you. This is literally how you nourish yourself. And wherever you're at, dear listener, whether you are just in a place of, damn, it was that much, I don't feel like I can save this month, but I could afford this. Or you're just feeling like, I guess I'm buying bulk pack of ramen noodles. Wherever you are on that spectrum, I want you to know I care about your paycheck and I care about how you nourish yourself. It's payday, y'all. Let's make sure that your money stays where it belongs with you. This is Samantha Mantra signing off. Take care and enjoy the rest of your payday.